Welcome to the Psychosphere. My name is David Sutcliffe, and my guest today, once again, is my good friend and colleague, Angela I. In this episode, we talk about the reception to our first episode together, which I would definitely recommend you check out. I think it's the best episode of the Psychosphere to date, or at least the nature of our conversation comes closest to what I envisioned when I started this podcast. Personal, revealing, vulnerable, challenging, and hopefully inspiring, informative, and entertaining. In this episode, Angela reveals some shocking information about her, shall we say, state of being during the recording of the first podcast. This information uh, honestly delighted me, uh, but I did not see it coming. Please enjoy my conversation once again with Angela I. So we released our podcast. Yeah, we did. And how do you feel about it? I feel proud. Proud? <laughs> uh-huh. That's nice. Yeah. I'm I'm sending it to my friends. You really? Know? Yeah, I want them to listen. Well, um I don't I feel I feel proud, I guess, only because of the feedback. People really <laughs> liked it. But I it's terrifying. I can't listen to it. Really? Yeah. It's too I don't know. It's hard for me to listen to. That's probably how I'm going to feel about this podcast. Maybe. Should we re- read the reviews? I want I want to read. This is oh. I'm 60 minutes in. This is from your friend. And I'm hanging on every word. Whoa. This is an incredible interview, Angela. One of the most unique podcast episodes I've ever heard. The part where you were speaking from the energy of the alternative view was incredible. I felt on edge with the dance you and Dave did moving through that part of the discussion was healing, unnerving, healing, hmm. unnerving and healing, LOL. There's something so unique about feeling into both sides and understanding both positions and then feeling inside myself like we are all we all ultimately want the same thing or maybe we don't want the same thing but maybe we're all chasing the same buffet of illusion safety security freedom control and we stand conscious because of it i really like that comment because and you know gets to the heart of i think what something that is unique about uh the way we you and i communicate with each other the way that we work and i got a lot of comments about that section of the podcast where we role played essentially you you played the role of the Trump hater or the, mm-hmm. the person scared of Trump and I was the Trump voter and and uh it was impactful for people I like that I like that yeah. they like that cuz I like when we do that it feels like it's the easiest way to get to the truth right yeah that's what to to uh, truth. I, I was listening to that part again, and I was like, "I'm sure that there's a lot of people who would have a lot more things to say." <laughs> of course, <laughs> than of what course. I'm representing, you know. Of course, but you are tapping into the the primal emotional element of it. So, in fact, not knowing necessarily the full story is good. Like the fact that you're not totally informed, actually, you're just going, you're just tapping into the collective fear, which is what is true. The story is all bullshit. 
like the fact that uh, I was high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were high. Why did uh-huh. you get high? Tell, tell us again. I know we talked about this, but for our listeners, maybe they should know that uh, during the recording of that podcast, you decided to take a uh, gummy. Half a, a gummy. An edible. A half uh-huh. a gummy. Yeah. A THC cannabis gummy. Unbeknownst mm-hmm. to me. Yep. You were high mm-hmm. during that podcast interview. Yeah. Are you high now? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous. I want to be high. You're high now. Uh-huh. How you took another gummy, a half a gummy? A half a gummy. Wow. This is your sweet mm-hmm. spot. Well, apparently for this podcast it is. Mm. And so what's let me the, yeah, answer please, your question. Please. Um so the last podcast that you published uh, of you and I um, was not our first attempt. No. In fact, it was like number 37 or something like that. Well, thir- th- three or four <laughs> attempts. But yeah. No, no, no. No, we've done more. Five or six maybe. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, every time I am not having a good time. <laughs> right. I do not understand why you keep asking me <laughs> to uh, try these podcasts with you because I do not feel like I have any any this my ability to speak about whatever these world issues are. <laughs> like mm-hmm. what? And so then you asked me to listen to the uh, Red Scare podcast, mm-hmm. your favorite ladies. Yes, and I listened, and they sounded like they were having a good time on their podcast, having a conversation. And they kind of sounded high. (laughs) They did sound high. They do sound high. Maybe they are high. Uh, Maybe they are. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try that. Let's see what happens. And it was a success. Yeah. And I didn't tell you. um, Mm. Kind of because I just wanted to see how it would go. But I did reveal it afterwards and yes. i asked you to keep recording in case you wanted to keep it in mm-hmm. and that i would reveal to you and the listeners this is what i this is what i was doing yeah i thought it'd be more interesting to talk about it in the next podcast bring it up yeah well we tried last week yes and i was not high you were not high and the podcast was good and then it went off the rails somehow yeah, because you were asking me about being high, and I was not really into talking about it anymore. Right, right. You felt why you felt embarrassed. It, it, it yeah, shatters felt, your idealized self-image. Totally. What if 100%. your mother is listening? What would she think? <laughs> no, she, my mother probably wouldn't be listening, but you know, I don't know. My sister, maybe, or mm. I don't know, certain clients or that kind of thing. Who knows who's listening? The millions of people. <laughs> the millions of people. So basically, we've decided now that you have to be high for the podcast if we record a podcast together. That's, I mean, I the high with Angela is that the new name of the podcast? We're changing it from the psychosphere. To- <laughs> no, no uh, I I think this could be my last podcast with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. 
What does marijuana do for you? Um, okay. <laughs> I called my friend Jana. Jana. Hi, Jana. Yeah. Hi, Jana. Mm-hmm. Um, for help with this situation. Uh-huh. Um, and right before this, like I got on today and, uh, and she was completely supporting me in this. And she was suggesting that instead of making this like, you know, a heavy, serious, whatever, uh, that I have to explain myself and all of this, she's like, just channel your inner Seth Rogen. Ah. <laughs> He's a raging liberal. Yeah. Don't do that. I know what she means. Your inner stoner is what she means. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it light, you know. Or or I guess I could I could be channeling my inner Joe Rogan, which would right. be more right. appropriate for this situation. Right. The most the world's most famous podcaster is a stoner. As is the pod father, Adam Curry. Oh, really? Of the No Agenda podcast. Big stoner. Yeah, grew up in Amsterdam. Oh. And he, I don't know if he records high, but he's definitely a stoner. He definitely likes his uh, cannabis. He's been a oh, lifelong cannabis no user. Oh, Yeah, there's certain people it doesn't seem to affect. Uh, I, If I'm smoking a lot of pot, I can't speak. I can't remember anything. I don't know how these guys could ever record a podcast high or stoned and be articulate. Um, I mean, I had a I had a nightmare last night about this, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. About <laughs> Some what? Some part of me is super scared. Yeah, yeah you know. Like well, forgetting how to talk. No, no. I I I had a dream that I was high, and we were doing this podcast, and then you got high, and I just remember in the dream thinking that's not a good idea. <laughs> for me to get high, only for you yeah. to get high. Fuck you. It's not, it's, you get to have well, all least, the fun. At least one at a time. Yeah. No, no. I think that's correct. And you don't get paranoid. Um, mm, I mean, you know, every once in a while I'm like, shit, I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was in my 20s, I didn't really, at this point in my life, I hadn't smoked a lot of pot. And I broke up with my girlfriend. So I had this friend of mine who just, it come back from a year long trip in Thailand and all kinds of places. And he was a big stoner. And, uh, so I started smoking pot with him. And I remember the first night we went out, we're going to go to this pub down the street. And I was like, dude, I can't, I can't, I can't go out. I can't, I can't, no, I'm stoned. I can't, I can't talk to people. I was freaking out. And he just turned to me. He's like, relax, man, relax, man. Nobody knows you're high. It's all good. Just chill, man. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. And it was fine, but I get I get a little paranoid, right? Yeah. So I I, I don't could, I can see that. I yeah. don't think I could. Well, do I mean, you know, dosage people. Right, right. You're on a half a gummy. I'm on half a gummy. I mean, do I tell the story right now? Yes. I tell the story about my mother-in-law. Your mother-in-law and having to confess. <laughs> to your mother-in-law that you at dinner oh, that you God. were stoned in front of your uh -huh. husband <laughs> and your husband's 
Well, we were Sister? in Who was Vancouver. It? Yeah. His brother. His brother. His brother. Um, we were in Vancouver and, um, you know, we had to quarantine for 14 days. So what else is there to do? I got to get high. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> got in Vancouver. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, I didn't know. No, yeah. I didn't know. So I was like, okay, I'm going to order some BC of this. bud. Well, I ordered a tincture. Mm-hmm. And some gummies, and uh, you ordered it. They delivered. They delivered it. That's yeah. nice. And so, um, and then I I took some of the tincture, um, and I was like, I you know, there's a, a difference in the metric system or whatever you guys use, right? You know? Yes. And uh, milliliters. Yes, and so I was converting, you know, because I I've taken some tincture here. And I was like, oh, okay, I know about how much I would need. And I took some. And uh, it was, I mean, you you told me later, you were like, BC weed. Yeah. <laughs> and I was no. like, what? What? What about BC weed? And and you were like, uh, it's the strongest thing on earth, basically. And I was like, oh, my God. So, um, so anyway, that night... Uh, Ferd's mom, my husband's mom, wanted my mother-in-law wanted to take us out to dinner. You know, like a, have a nice crab dinner. And I had taken some earlier in the day, just thinking, like, you know, I'm going to get to know my family, and you know, in a different way, we'll have this different experience, and we'll see what happens. And um, and then uh, we're about. My my mother-in-law says, "Okay, it's time to go. We got to." go to dinner now. And I can feel that I'm getting higher and higher. And and I'm like, oh my God, this is not going to be good. And so I run to the bathroom and I call Jana. (laughs) Like, Jana, I need help. And um, she wasn't able to help me in that moment. And so I had to go out. We like, you know, and I was like, okay, as long as I can get to the car, I'll be okay. (laughs) And so we get to the car and they're talking and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Yeah. What, like what's going on in your mind at this point? I I mean, I was, I was feeling a little nauseous. I was like, this is not good. Oh my God, what's going to happen? And so then we, um, we get out of the car and, um, Jana had called me back in the meantime, mm-hmm. and I, I said, I can't talk to you now. And so for we were, we were about to do a, <clears throat> a, a training. Um, you and Jana. Together. Yeah, me yeah. and Jana. So we had you know, work to talk about. Right. So Ferd says, um, hey, did you need to call Jana back? Because he's, he's thinking Ferd that we know to- you're high at this point? N- no, he doesn't you, know. Nobody, nobody knows. knows. You're all alone. You're stoned. <laughs> you're with Ferd. His brother and Ferd's mother. mother, your mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, we need to set the table a little bit. You, your reputation is not uh, as a stoner. You are a good no. girl. <laughs> yes. A uh, proper lady. Who is Am I not, proper? <laughs> uh, yes, you're a proper lady. Uh, and you're not somebody who is uh, uh, taking tincture in BC and going to dinner with people. That's, <laughs> that's not how... You present to the world. That's it's not how I roll. <laughs> yeah, it's not how you used Generally. to. Generally, exactly how I used to. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, so I, I say to my husband, yeah, yeah. I, I just need to call Jana back, you know, some work stuff. And so, um, I get Jana on the phone and she's like, what's going on? And I say, I'm high. I'm really, really high, too high, too high, too high. I need help. And she says, I am exactly the right person to help you. <laughs> I wonder why she had that instinct. I don't know, but it was exactly right. Right. And so- Puts you at ease. Yeah, exactly. Smart. And so I tell her, you know, what's going on for me. She asks me why I'm scared. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I'm scared of- She says, actually, you know what you have to do. Mm. And I say, I have to tell them. And, uh, and she was like, yep. And she said, what are you scared of? And I said, I'm scared of their judgment, you know, and what's going to happen. You know, I don't know. Is she going to, I don't know what mother-in-laws can do, like disown me or, you know. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, and Jana says, one, you're not going to get annihilated. And two, on the other side, you will feel so much better because you will have faced your greatest fear. Your greatest like, fear. Yeah. And I was like, well, she said probably the second greatest fear. The mm-hmm. greatest fear would be if this was my own mother. Right. <laughs> and my sister. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so she's like, okay, go in there. I wish I could be there with you. And I said, yeah, I wish you could be there with me too. But I can do this now. I'm ready. Now Now she's armed me. I'm about to go into, you know, my greatest fear. And so um, that feels good to me and that feels strong. And I'm like, I can do this. Right. And Inspired. so, yeah. So I go in and I sit down and Ferd looks at me and he's like, are you okay? And I say, no. <laughs> And he says, what's going on? And I look at Ferd's mom and his brother, and I'm, I say, I have to tell you something. <laughs> and Ferd's mom was like, oh, okay. And I say, I'm really scared that you're going to judge me. And, and she, she says, you know, oh, okay, you know, like, they don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm sure their mind is racing. Yeah. And so then I say, I'm really, really high. <laughs> and Ferd's brother starts to laugh. Right. Of course. <laughs> I would have laughed. And his mom says, oh, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> And I said, well, I took this tincture <laughs> and it was too much tincture. <laughs> and so then she just starts to ask me about my experience. Like, what are you feeling? And she's just curious. You that's know? It. That's and fascinating that that was her reaction, curiosity. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's nice. It was, I mean, wonderful. It was healing. It was... Um, be completely unexpected, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was 
like in an unknown zone, you know, here I am. Okay. Now I'm really, really high with my mother-in-law and my brother-in-law and my husband at this restaurant. And, um, yeah, I, I didn't know exactly how to navigate or orient, but I just kept thinking like, oh my God, my, my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law know that I'm high. And so it's okay. Whatever I do is going to be okay. They're just going to be like, oh, she's high. Right. Right. And so I just let myself just be however I wanted to be with them. And it was amazing, you know, and it was like kind of, you know, there was some poignant moments like at the end of the meal, um, for its mom, who's, you know, in her mid seventies, she gets up and she's getting on her coat and I get up and I can barely stand. Wow. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, it's lasted forever, this thing, you know? And, um, and I just look at her and I ask her, like, can you help me? And she, she's like, of course. And she takes my arm and she walks me, you know, like to the door. Like, she, like it's almost like it should be the opposite way. Like I should be yeah. <laughs> helping her, but she's helping me. And it's a really beautiful moment that I'm, you know, I'll probably treasure for the rest of my life. Mm. What it, what is it about that moment that touches you so much? It's a mother, a mother figure, you know, mm-hmm. who's not judging me for doing something that you know, I don't know that I didn't think I was supposed to do or doing something that I wanted to do, doing something that I wanted to try, you know, just have this experience and see what it was. And, and, um, you know, not only did she not judge me, but she was helping me. She was like, she was, um, you know, holding space for my experience, you know? And, um, you know, after that, you know, Jana was right. Like I was free on the other side. Because, you know, now I, it's like, I don't, I don't have to be this perfect daughter-in-law or, you know, I don't have to like have some image of me. Something was shattered, you know, like for good. Yeah. It was like, I don't have to be I don't even know, like something that I think you want me to be. Right. Yeah, and something that makes you feel good and feel free. Yeah, I mean, do I want to have that experience again? No. (laughs) It didn't feel that good. Right, (laughs) right. But, you know, I'm grateful that I had that experience. Yeah. And um 
Yeah. And it, which is the reaction is not something you would anticipate your own mother having. Or maybe she would. I don't know. But you grew up feeling judged. Or yeah. you, had, you grew up with the fear that you would be judged. Yeah, I mean, I'm aware right now that if my mother was listening to me, I like there's still some fear there, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, I I I grew up with that fear of judgment. Now here you are publicly telling this story, publicly <laughs> acknowledging that you're high right now, that you mm -hmm. enjoy cannabis occasionally. <laughs> yes. Okay. And you came to it later in life. You weren't some teenage 20-year-old. When was the first time you ever smoked weed? Well, I mean, probably in college. But, you know, it's true what they say. I guess if you don't inhale... You're not really high. <laughs> you didn't inhale in college? So I didn't know how to. Like I, I tr right. So I tried it like seven times and I thought I was inhaling, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, like each time I'd try it and be like, what is the point of this? I don't understand. Right. Like, I'm just coughing, you know? Um, and then uh, we were, I was doing Avenue Q. I was, you know, like doing the show in Vegas and uh, we were there for 10 months. And at the, the very last day we were there, um, I forget, somebody had some weed. And they were like, okay, let's get high tonight. And I was like, I don't know. You know, like, I, I mean, I, I was like open to it. But I was like, it doesn't do anything for me. And they were like, no, Angela, you haven't inhaled. And I was like, okay. So anyway, that was the night that I learned how to inhale. Uh -huh. <laughs> and and that worked. was when I was 35. Yes. 35? Uh-huh. So that was the first time you really you really yeah. got high. And you that liked was the it first time. right away? Well, I mean, I right away, I just remember I was talking to my friend Matt and I was we were just having a conversation and then suddenly I, I asked him, hey, when was the first time you got high? And uh, and he goes, or I, I think I asked him how many times he's gotten high. And he said, I don't know, maybe like 10 times. And for whatever reason, I was hysterical laughing. And I was just like, it like, and then I was like, oh, this must be what high feels like, <laughs> you know? And so then, um, yeah, I had... I had an experience, you know, mm. like we went to sing karaoke mm. and I sang in ways that I'd never sung before. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know my, my voice could do that. Um, and, uh, and I remember we were doing like tarot card readings mm -hmm. and I was like seeing things or I was, I was just able to, it was like, I was, I was able to channel some things, you know, for people. 
So I just had this whole weird, interesting experience. And then when I was, you know, when it was over, I was like, oh, I, I know I can sing. I, there, there's something I, oh. I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't get to that place in my voice, just not high. Yeah. But I was like, well, if I can physiologically do this, I must be able to do it. And so I found a voice teacher and I started working with him. And then I was able to sing, like I was able to open up my voice to really? that place. Uh-huh. So, um, and sort of similarly, it was like, oh, if I can kind of channel this information um, when I'm high, maybe I can do this when I'm not high. And so um, that was my experience. And I, you know, I start, that's when like I started like sort of all all this kind of stuff that we're doing now, you know, stuff not when that we're, we're high. Doing now. <laughs> well, meaning our work. Oh, our know? work. I, I see mm-hmm. what you're saying. How did uh, Ferd, your husband, react to that situation with his mother uh, at dinner? That's a really good question. Um, you know, I think at first, uh, I hope I'm I'm remaining true to what he actually thought and felt. But I, you know, th- this is what I, I remember him saying. You know, he was, it was a little embarrassing probably. And um, like he felt a little uncomfortable. It was like, why do you think it would be okay to do this in front of my mother? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't you have any respect kind of thing? You know, you wouldn't do this in front of your mother. Right. You know, and, and, uh, and so, um, you know, at the, yeah, so he was, so, so then, and, and then at the dinner, um, when I was, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm speaking all these truths, you know, I've, I've told them that I'm high and I'm, um, you know, we're just having this conversation. And at some point Ferd says, so the only person that you lied to was me. Mm. And I, I was like, oh, geez, you know that, you know, that I had, I was taking that call, um, uh, when, when he asked me like, do you need to do this work call with Jana? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I need to do this work call. Like that was the lie that I, you know, and that I right. hadn't told him that I was high, you know? Right. Why didn't you tell him? Oh, I mean, he seems like the most obvious person to give you support in that moment. It, it, there, I mean, at the moment that I would tell him, it, like they were all around. So I just, I felt like it would be weird to just say, you know, I mean, I could have told him before, like before I decided to do it or, mm-hmm. um, or right at the beginning or something, but I don't know, I guess maybe there was a part of me that was afraid of his judgment, right? you know, um, in the end, um, you know, it, it, something about that experience lightened up, um, our relationships, you know? And yeah. So, you know, Ferd that night at the dinner table, you know, Ferd spoke more truths. His brother spoke more truths. His mom spoke more truths and everybody, you know, got more truthful and it was, it was connecting. You know, yes. and I think, you know, in ways that I think both brothers had never connected to their mother. Wow. You know? And so, um, yeah, there was something, it was it, like, 
I think it was overall a good thing for him too. It's scary to come out all the way. Yeah. That was the feedback that I got uh, most was uh, just an appreciation for revealing what I actually thought. Just revealing myself. Mm -hmm. You know, the content was secondary. People appreciated the content. So I'm, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that listened and didn't appreciate the content and didn't write to me. But that was the, the general uh, tone of the feedback. It's like, I really appreciate mm -hmm. you, you know, being honest, revealing yourself. And what that tells me is more people want to do that for themselves. And every time well, I take a risk and come out with something, that's generally the, rea the reaction. And, you know, people are, they appreciate the courage that it takes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think more people want to, want to come out. Everybody wants to come out. Well, I appreciate your courage in coming out. And I think it gives me uh, courage to come out, you know, mm -hmm. like, like just to be able to say all of this. I don't know. There was, there was something about the last podcast and hearing you and it was like, this is what he's doing. You know, he's just letting it all come out like this is, and this is what I want to be doing. You know, mm -hmm. I, I want to come out as a full human being as much as I can, you know, um, and not just let certain parts of me be known. Like I want, I want to be, I want to, as much as I can be transparent without shame, you know, 